This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Point of view. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. We are a week zero into the season. And finally, after the little tease we got, we've got a full week of college football ahead. Uh, just before anything, what are your guys' uh, thoughts that we're finally getting a full week? I mean, you love to see it. It's, uh, call it, you know, hate to downgrade, you know, the Hawaii's and the smaller teams playing. <laughs> nice. but like, this, is, this is the real kickoff of like college football season can't wait to see my sun devils take the field and honestly one of my favorite parts about week one is watching the rest of the pac-12 because it usually gives us a good idea of what we're going to see and there's some really intriguing conference not in conference but pac-12 matchups this week and uh i'm excited to see what takes place yeah my favorite part is that uh because there's week one week zero didn't exist right so Hawaii is still 0-0. They haven't played their first game yet. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, we're not going to talk about them getting absolutely clapped this past weekend. Okay. Sounds good. Um, for the first time this season, we'll jump into Are You Surprised? Are you surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Uh, from Week Zero, Hayden, what surprised you the most? I have to say... I was surprised Hawaii lost the way they did to Vanderbilt. Mm. I predicted Vanderbilt to win, but I was kind of on the the thought path, uh, train of thought that Hawaii was going to actually look good in that game. Joey Yellen was going to come out and ball out, and they were going to... Joey Yellen didn't even come out for the no, first time. Barely, right? It was yeah. mostly Braden Shager. So Vandy totaled 600 yards of offense in that game. Yeah. Something like that. They also had two defensive touchdowns as well. Both courtesy of Dedrick Parson Jr. So you can thank him. uh, They just had no answers for that Vandy offense. Mike Wright balled out. And I think the big takeaway here is that Vandy might actually pick somebody off. And I think there's a couple games in this non-conference schedule of theirs that I think we're going to find out what kind of team Vanderbilt is, but that was a very impressive first test for the Commodores, and they passed it with flying colors. I would agree. My well, laptop just sounded like it was going to take off and <laughs> fly away. Um, Gotta watch that Serena Williams game. Yeah, my surprise this weekend, how poor the camera work was, whether it was Fox or CBS or ESPN. Just the the angles weren't right. The cameramen sometimes didn't, didn't even show the ball couldn't even tell who the ball carrier was. Completely misplays. In the North Carolina game, I felt like we were watching it from the upper deck. Like yeah. I, I just have no idea what was going on. They were still in the offseason. They need to work on the camera work going into week one. I know North Carolina's camera glitched 
I think, and they had to resort to another one. But there was no excuse for the Hawaii camera angle and for the northwestern Nebraska um, camera goofs that just happened throughout the game. Um, My biggest surprise, UConn's fiery performance against Utah State. Uh, It definitely cost me some money, I'm not going to lie, but it was awesome to see. Uh, UConn is a team that was absolutely dog water last year, and to see them come out and be up 14-0 on the defending Mountain West champions, it might have more to say about Utah State, but needless to say, Jim Morris got a squad out there that is going to come out and compete. So uh, look out for UConn. Yeah, and UConn's a program that's been there before. They've uh, put some good products on the yeah. field in the past. Um, Aaron Hernandez, I know the tight end went there, but oh, uh, well, you know, he had a good they, they got, career. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, surely nothing that. happened with that guy. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for surprises. Let's jump into the big picture. Week one is upon us. The All-State Playoff Predictor listed 16 teams that it believes can make the playoff that have a greater than 2% chance. Uh, and a lot of interesting um, names on here. You've got the obvious Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, and then maybe Oklahoma, Utah, you can throw on there. Mm-hmm. But I just want to run these names by you guys and see how outraged you are with these names. They had Texas ranked above Oklahoma and Utah. Stop it. Uh I believe LSU and Auburn both made the list above Michigan State, Penn State, and Texas A&M. How? So, How? How's Auburn on there? I don't understand. I do not know. Auburn had like a 2.9% chance to uh, make the playoff, according to the predictor, above Michigan State, Penn State, Texas A&M. I guess if just you're in the SEC and you have a good enough record, you're going to be in the playoff discussion. That could be the logic. But I, mean, I don't know, man. Six-win team from last year? Ole Miss isn't even on there. Yeah. They're better than Auburn and LSU. And in the same division. So, very confusing stuff. I thought I'd just mention that. Um, in other news, um, we definitely all saw this. South Carolina uh, was advised by their legal team to rename their mascot. Um, some of the ideas for nicknames were Cluck Norris, Coop, or Cooper, and Cock Commander, which Cock Commander was leading the poll... Unfortunately, they have settled on a name. It's the general. Um, guys, what are your thoughts? It's not as fun. I no. mean, the cock commander coming out would have been pretty sick. Spencer Rattler has since endorsed the cock commander as the mascot name. Yeah, it's just an L. So who was their mascot before? What was his name? His name is Big Sir Big Spur, which I guess... Definitely needed a rename. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know what that's referring but to. But when here. I think of the general, I think of the Shaq commercials. My mind doesn't go to South Carolina. True. Yeah. So it's named after some general. I don't know. They they picked. What comes something. to mind when you hear uh, cock commander? Just South Carolina. Elite man. elite football. The game cocks. That's exactly. what comes to my mind. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we've got a fantastic slate of week one predictions. Um, we're gonna pick Oregon and Georgia in this section just because it's such a huge game. Um, but we'll start with the Thursday night game. We've got West Virginia. At number 17, Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl is renewed. Fun fact about this game, guys. I don't know if it'll impact your predictions. West Virginia will wear country road uniforms, yep. which that's about the hardest thing I think I've heard of. So this is one of the most underrated rivalries in college football. I'm really looking forward to seeing the two former USC quarterbacks go at it, JT Daniels, Keaton Slovis. Yes, sir. And it is easy to forget that Pitt is the defending ACC champion. It's, it just seems like it didn't happen, but it did. And this is a Pitt team that not only, uh, you know, they go from Kenny Pickett to Keaton Slovis, that's yeah. not that bad of a drop-off. Their defense is still loaded. One of yeah. the best 
DB groups and all of the ACC. I think this game will be close at first, but I think Pitt forces a couple late tur- uh, turnovers off JT Daniels. They end up winning this game by a couple of scores. Something notable about Pitt's offense, um, not only do they change quarterbacks, but they might not even necessarily need Kenny Pickett this year or need a quarterback, Keaton Slovis, to play to that level because Pitt actually ditched their offensive coordinator. He went. He's Whipple. He, uh, I don't know his first name. I think it was Mark it's Whipple? Hunter Whipple, right? Yeah, Hunter Whipple. He, he was in Nebraska. So he actually, we watched him coach already. He loves to pass the ball. And Pat Narduzzi has not been shy in this offseason. He was upset that they passed the ball too much. So you're going to see a run-heavy pit offense. Um, one would think that would make them win, but I honestly, I'm loving the country road vibes. I'm loving West Virginia's defensive front. I think West Virginia snags an upset here in week one on a Thursday. I've got upset as well. I think with the rivalry renewed, battle of former USC quarterbacks that used to battle for the starting job now battling once again. I I think this would be a really fun, really entertaining game. There's a lot of game within the game in this matchup, but I got West Virginia with the early Thursday upset. All right, we're getting the upset juices flowing early. Next game, we've got Oregon versus Georgia and what people tell me is a neutral site game. However, I'm pretty sure Georgia gets on a bus to go to their game and Mm -hmm. and Oregon hops on a plane. Yep. And Bo Nix getting the starting nod for the Ducks. Yes, sir. And Nolan was announced as a starter, I should say, as well. Right. And Bo Nix, in his career against Georgia, has thrown for one touchdown, two picks. He's been sacked seven times. And Auburn was outscored 82-30 to in those matchups. I do think this game will be closer. You're dealing with two... In my opinion, top 10 def- uh, defenses nationally. You have Georgia, who despite losing to Kobe Dean and Trayvon Walker, they reloaded. They oh, still yeah. have Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo, Nolan Smith, Christopher Smith, and then Oregon, Justin Flo, Noah Sewell, uh, Brandon Dorless, Christian Gonzalez. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Take the under. I think it's minus 51 is, is what the over-under is set at right now. Sounds about right. I think the Dogs win a one-score, close, gritty defensive wow. battle. One score. Colt, mm-hmm. what's your pick? Yeah, so we've got Dan Lanning at Oregon, who was the apprentice at uh, defensive coordinator at Oregon. But in this game, at Georgia, I should say. But in this game, I don't see the defensive coordinator beating out his former head coach. And so in this one, I have to take the Dogs. Yeah, no, I agree with with all your picks. I'm also going to take the dogs, but the underdogs. I, I'm going to pick the ducks oh! Georgia. I just think the ducks show up too well in these out-of-conference games um, for this to not be a close game. And honestly, it would feel like the same caliber as Oregon beating Ohio State last really? year, which shocked me. And it feels like a road game, but guess what? The Ohio State game is a road game. And it's not a true road game. It's a neutral side game. For some reason... I just feel like in my gut, Bo Nix is going to make a crazy play late in this game, and the Ducks are going to take out Georgia. And with that, <laughs> we'll go to the wow. next prediction. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I knew it would, and I, I had to go crazy a little bit. Um, next, we have number 23, Cincinnati, traveling to play number 19, Arkansas, and one of the more under-radar, under-the-radar games this week. Definitely an under-the-radar game, but I think Arkansas takes easy here. K.J. Jefferson has a huge weapon in Jaden Hazelwood, the transfer from Oklahoma. I think those two are going to light it up against this Cincinnati defense that is without Sauce Gardner. Mm. And the Bearcats still haven't decided on a quarterback. It's between Evan Prater and Ben Bryant. I don't think it matters. Arkansas starts their season with an emphatic W. All right. Uh, Cool. 
Yeah, I like the consistency from Arkansas. I mean, Cincinnati lost six defensive starters going into this season. Uh, you know, K.J. Jefferson, as Hayden mentioned, returns for Arkansas. I think this is the game where Cincy realizes that 2022 isn't going to be 2021 for them. They're going to lose this one. They're probably going to have a great season, maybe win, maybe only lose three or two games along the way. But I don't see them going undefeated again, let alone making the playoff. Yeah, I think Cincinnati still has a lot of Power 5 talent on their roster. However, Arkansas, I think, is just a step ahead of the Cincinnati team. I think the game may be entertaining the first half, but I look for that SEC physicality to take over. I like Arkansas, and I like the spread, too. I think it's at like 6.5 or 7.5 Arkansas. I'm hammering that. Yep. Uh, next up, probably the biggest game uh, of the weekend, number 5 Notre Dame at number 2 Ohio State. This just seems like the game Notre Dame always not only loses, but loses big. And I think history is going to repeat itself Ooh. here. I think Ohio State is really the only team in the nation, at least on paper, that truly rivals Alabama. And I have the Buckeyes getting it done and covering that lofty 17-point spread. Ooh, really? Covering. Wow. Okay, so we have Ohio State who's bringing back 14 guys. I think there's no doubt in my mind that Ohio State wins this game. But Notre Dame is bringing back eight guys on defense, which is what I really like. You got new head coach Marcus Freeman, who said earlier in the week that he's going to write down that 17 and a half spread and use it as part of his team meeting. So it doesn't matter here who wins, because we know Ohio State's going to win. It's just about Notre Dame covering. <laughs> because we need to make money out here. But, yeah, Buckeyes at home, Stroud versus Tyler Buckner. Who's that guy, man? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I was not impressed by him last year. So you picked Ohio State. I picked yeah. Ohio State. Um, you know, this game I feel like should be a good game. However, I, I feel like it won't be. I feel like Ohio State's just going to completely take over in this game for a lot of the reasons you guys have mentioned. I love Marcus Freeman as a head coach. However... He proved right off the bat at Notre Dame that he couldn't win the big one. He literally lost their, their chance at a New Year's Six Bowl win in his one game coaching as a head coach. So I, I like the Buckeyes, and I do think that this game could get ugly. Um, but, you know, knowing he's watching out for the spread, who knows. Uh, next up, we've got 24 Houston at UTSA. We'll give the group of five a little bit of love. Colt, since this is your area of expertise. One for the little guy once again. Um, you know, as much as I'd love to pick UTSA, they did kind of have a magical season last year. Uh, once again, it doesn't happen in back-to-back -back years. Okay, Look at Hawaii. Unless your name is Boise State <laughs> or TCU, consistency with the group of fives UCF? just typically don't happen. Except for UCF. Yeah, and UCF. <laughs> but, okay, but look at, what is it, uh, Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, a lot of those teams that feel kind of fringe. Mm. Eh, they don't really you know repeat. So yeah. I've got Houston winning this one. I think it's going to hit the over, though. I love the both of these offenses, and Clayton Toon, I think, is going to absolutely tune up. All right. Yeah, just to piggyback off what Colt said, I no reason Houston loses this game. UTSA was a Cinderella story last year. Like Colt said, the you just don't see these kinds of teams repeat a lot and, and really yeah. build off that kind of success. I think UTSA will be good again this year, but I don't think they're going to have much to offer UH. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Houston this year. I think Houston's my squad to win uh, the the American Conference and potentially to represent in the uh, New Year's Six. But UTSA, that's a scary test for them early, especially on the road. Luckily, they stay in the state of Texas. I think that's what sways me the other way. I like Clayton Toon, and I like Houston. And I like Dana Holgerson, great coach. But uh, I didn't like Hayden referring to Houston <laughs> as UH. Hey, I'm with you. Have you seen their their 
sign. It's a pitchfork. Really? I don't like that either. You have the same sign as ASU. Stop biting other people's stuff. Honestly. Why? What does it mean? U-H. Oh, that's uh, nice. horrible. That that is awful. It's horrible. Well, that's stupid. Um, upset picks. We're bringing them back this week. Uh, Hayden, who do you have pulling it up? Honestly, there's really no rhyme or reason for this game. I just, when I was going through and making our game-by-game -game picks, I kind of felt Rutgers beating Boston College. Okay. okay. I, I kind of see that happening. I think Boston College is hosting that game. They are. And they have one of the best players on the field and the quarterback, Phil Jerkovec. But mm -hmm. something about Rutgers, I don't know. I just like them this season. You like Greg Schiano. I, I like what Greg Schiano's done there. And uh, Rutgers, their defensive line is uh, not to be messed with. Their, their defense is pretty good. I think they get a couple of fluky turnovers and they win a really weird road game and what I think will be one of the biggest win in Greg Schiano's tenure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a win like that. Boston College has been victim to a crap Power 5 team beating them at home before when Kansas just absolutely curb stomped them in what was a complete fluke. Um, that was in the Les Miles, Kansas era. I've got App State over North Carolina. North Whoa. Carolina travels to play App State. The line for this one is only two and a half North Carolina. Um, so it's not an insane upset, but I like the vibes that are going there. I always love App State, and I love their home field advantage. They've got a very unique environment down there. Give me App State. I'm going to keep it in Carolina. I've got East Carolina beating number 13 Ooh. NC State. Okay, I don't know if it's a little bit of I hate the NC State, like, overhype. I see some things where hey, they're, in my playoff. they're in the playoff. I don't <laughs> like it at all. NC State has lost four of their last five games played at ECU, make it five of their last six. All right, upset picks. Colt's very good at those. If we remember last year, yep. he had a pretty impressive streak going. We had some follower hot takes on our Instagram um, over the last week. I thought I'd just throw a few at you, get you guys' uh, reactions. First one, Timmy Ching is fired after a four-touchdown loss oh, to Western Kentucky. Stop it. <laughs> this was submitted by Hayden, by the way. I was going to say, <laughs> who would say such a thing? I don't actually think that was. But honestly... I think Timmy Chang is going to get the Jed Fish treatment. He's at least going to be safe for a couple years, especially because of what he's got going on at Hawaii. He went to Hawaii, right, Cole? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to get a couple of years. Scott to, Frost effect. Right, to build the thing. But, man, that would be just really embarrassing if they get curb stomped <laughs> to Western Kentucky. I'll tell you this. He's going to get a lot more than a couple of years because the University of Hawaii can't afford to fire him. Yeah. So he will be there forever right now until they get the funds to make the new stadium and to buy him out. All right. Uh, Houston UTSA is the highest scoring game this week, according to our followers. Is this fact or fiction? It's not fact <laughs> or fiction. It's just a follower. I can, I can see that. Yeah, why not? And then, and then, last one. Utah crushes forty by twenty plus in the swamp. I don't see it. No way. Not by twenty plus. All right, all right. Well, and we'll get into the Utah Florida right. game later on. But there's some there's some follower hot takes for you. Um, that leads us into Lock Akea, which not great week last week for Lock Akea, if I do say so. Yeah, uh, I went one for three on picks last week. The parlay <laughs> did not hit. Only hit one of three legs. Um, but but here's what happened. Betting on your team costs you money. And so that's going to be my new thing also with these locks. It's the gambling advice lesson of the week. Okay, so you know, oh, you can, okay. yeah, it's a, a little bit of a positive spin. So even if you don't win money, you still learn something. 
right? You got to learn from these experiences. Okay, but anyways, back to losing money. I've got Notre Dame <laughs> covering the 17.5 spread versus Ohio State. Okay. Okay. I've got Liberty covering the 3.5 spread they're favored versus Southern Miss. Okay, okay. Hugh Freeze is 25-10-1 against the spread in August and September all time. Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, a factoid for Yes, sir. And then Coastal Carolina, favored by 2.5, hammer Coastal Carolina in this versus Army. I think Grayson McCall at home. I think this offense is going to be electric. I know Army kind of possesses the ball and is going to do their little fluky thing. But Coastal Carolina hammer. My parlay of the week, <laughs> Illinois money line. Yes, sir. Purdue plus three and a half against Penn State this weekend. Or I think it's on Thursday. Yeah? Uh, it might be on Thursday. Yeah. yeah I think I remember seeing it. Um, during that slate, and I've got the over in yeah, the Houston. Yeah, biggest game on Thursday. And I got the over in the Houston UTSA game. There we go. Sixty-one and a half. Yeah, and if you don't mind me, Cole, I'm gonna hijack Lockakea uh, because I saw something I got really passionate about. We're turning this into budget Kea. Whoa! And, okay, but a special budget Kea moment. Somebody sound the alarm. Um, and it's Illinois money line. Are yep. you kidding me? Indiana is favored against Illinois this weekend, and I don't know what it is. And not only am I going to take Illinois Moneyline, but I'm going to bring out some bulletin board material. I'm going to put it on the Pacific Board of View, and I'm going to say Illinois starts 6-2 and two this season, wow. having looked at their schedule. They win next game home against Virginia to get to 4-0 after, or 3-0 after the win over Indiana this week. Then they play an FCS squad, that's 4-0. And then they have a four-game stretch where I think they can win two games, and those two games I think come against Nebraska, and then a home win versus Minnesota. That is your budget KL lock. Illinois money line this week and bet on them in the future. Let's go to Pac-12. Wow. <laughs> I'm feeling fiery today, boys. Um, All of that for Indiana to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little later than the show than usual, um, but and I, I think that might have just been my mistake. I like doing that earlier. But now we're going to have our Wheaties and Fruit Loops Players of the Week. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. Uh, we'll start with Wheaties. Hayden. Got to go with... Vanderbilt quarterback Mike yeah. Wright, 13 for 21, four total touchdowns, 146 yards through the air, 163 on the ground. He <laughs> this just year's put Zach on Charbonnet. Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> like a prime Khalil Tate kind of performance. Great. He looked uh, very good out there against the Bows. Excellent Khalil Tate reference. Um, who was eating their Wheaties? Uh, I think Chase Brown in Illinois. 19 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. I know what you're saying. Oh, Tyler, you're just drinking the Illinois Kool-Aid. I am. Uh, <laughs> Illinois offensive line was amazing. Uh, shout out to them as well. No sacks allowed, 260 rushing yards. I've got Drake May, North Carolina quarterback. 294 passing yards, five tutties, no picks. He's actually the brother of Luke May, who used to play North Carolina basketball. I think he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks now. Don't quote me on that. You had an awesome buzzer beater. I remember that. Uh, Cole, why don't you lead us into our Fruit Loops player of the week? All right. Please. Fruit Loops is going to be players this week. The <laughs> entire University of Hawaii defensive line, you might as well throw in the entire defense. No pressure on Vandy at all on Mike Wright all night. Could not get a sack. No turnovers. The defense gave up 63 points, 600 yards. It's pathetic. And I quit. And Vandy fumbled twice, and why couldn't jump on it early, too, if you remember that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> watching you play NCAA last night. That's true. No, that's true. Uh, my Fruit Loops Player of the Week, also coming from the state of Hawaii, and it looks like Hayden's got the same guy. Jeez. Dedrick Parson Jr., two fumbles, two scoop and scores. 
would have been a respectable 49 to 10 versus the 63 to 10 if it weren't for him. And we would be remiss not to shot shout shot Scott Frost <laughs> out in this segment. Yeah, yeah. Who really, <laughs> man? When you're on the hot seat, can you make that call? The onside kick at that point in the ball game. Changed the game. Passion it makes changed the game, crazy. and he put himself squarely on the chopping block. There's no way he survives the season unless Nebraska gets to a bowl game. They have to get yeah, to a bowl game. They have to. So, I mean, that was that was just a boneheaded move, and very few people could afford that, especially not Scott Frost. Yep. Agreed. I mean, he's put himself in a tough spot. Like I said, that segment, ideally, we'll put it earlier in the show, probably around after Surprise, but this week we're doing it a little later. And then uh, in the coming weeks, it'll be Pac-12 exclusive, so we'll get more of that Pac-12 focus. But speaking of the Pac-12, it's week one, Pac-12 picks, and we've got some FCS games. We've got four FCS games, Northern Arizona at Arizona State. We will all be in attendance at that game tomorrow. We've got UC Davis at Cal, Colgate at Stanford, Idaho at Washington State, Hayden, any observations from these four games? Who's in trouble? What are we looking at? I'm just going to get out in front of it here because I know you guys are going to say it. ASU seems like the obvious pick to be in trouble. Question marks on offense. How's Emory Jones going to look? There's no clear wide receiver one. The running back room is a strength. We have uh, is Xavier Valaday yes. from Wyoming. Yes, Daniel Ngata, Tevin White. There's some dudes in that running back room. The offensive line has experience. But I believe three of the starters are coming from different schools, and we don't know how they're going to gel or how long that's going to take. And this is really damning. Top two cornerbacks, Jordan Clark and Timarcus Davis, are out this week. Oof. That is just oh, a boy. killer. And NAU is capable of beating Power 5 teams. Just yep. ask U of A. Yep. But I just think ASU has too big of a chip, too much to prove. They've been crapped on all offseason long. They cannot afford to overlook NAU. I don't think they will. Not going to say they're going to come out and blow them out, but I think ASU gets it done, even if not convincingly. And I don't think any FCS team upsets a pack team this week. Yeah, I, I'm getting a little exhausted with um, seeing NAU get picked against ASU, to be honest. Because I, I just think, as evidenced in the Hawaii Vanderbilt game, you can have all the factors going your way if you want. If you don't have the talent, it's going to show. And I think ASU has no reason to panic in this game. Like you said, they've got every like nothing to prove to anyone. No one thinks they're going to do anything this year, which is all the reason I think they come out and just take care of business. But in the game I want to talk about, UC Davis at Cal. Last year, Cal, very unconvincingly, had a 12-point win over Sacramento State that was kind of in doubt late. UC Davis beat Tulsa. So Whoa. I don't think they'll beat Cal, but certainly that in-state blood and the... The fact yeah. that one of them beat an FBS and the other one almost kind of had a close game versus an FCS, keep an eye on that game, and don't be surprised if it's close in the second half. Yeah, I'm going to pick UC Davis to beat Cal. Wow. Okay. <laughs> UC Davis started 8-1 and one last season. Okay, they finished 8-4. and four. Even though Cal is favored by 21-and-a-half, ooh, this just feels <laughs> like the one in every year. There's a Pac-12 school that falls to a pretty bad... FCS team, and this just feels like mm, it's brewing. Wow, all right, there we go. And then, you know, Stanford and Washington State, yeah, not they're probably point. safe. We'll go to the mid-games, and we'll pick each one of these. We've got first one, Bowling Green at UCLA. There's just not much to say about this game. UCLA better roll. Yeah, Cole needs it. <laughs> uh, Bowling Green went 4-8 and eight last year. They're not beating UCLA. Yeah, I got UCLA all day. I don't think there should be any issues in this one if there are. 
There's some problems to take care of. Uh, we got Rice at USC. Didn't Rice hang with Texas A&M back in, like, was it 2014? The they, second year of Johnny Manziel? They did, but they were coming off of, like, an eight- or nine-win season, I think. Yeah, so that's true. I don't think they hang with USC. I like the Trojans by 30-plus here. Yeah, look for USC to break out the rice cooker in this one. Maybe some Ling Lings. Get themselves a nice wow. meal yeah, going. I feel like it'll be harder for USC to cook rice than to beat, <laughs> you know what I mean, than to beat rice in this game. Yeah, I mean... It, once again, same case. If they have trouble in this game, there's bigger issues there. Uh, and then last up, we got Kent State at Washington. Washington has not looked good in non-conference the last couple of they years. They did lose to an FCS squad last year. They lost to Montana year. last year. I just see this being one of those weird games. Like Kent State came into Tempe a few years ago. Yeah, it was lobs- the score column was lopsided, but like it was kind of a close game in the mm-hmm. first half. I just see it being one of those weird like. 35 to 17 games, pretty yep. nondescript. Don't think we're going to see anything exciting. I think Washington gets it done here. Cool. Kent State went 7-7 seven and seven last year. They made a bowl game. They even made the MAC championship game. So there's a lot to look forward to for Kent State. But like Hayden mentioned, I don't think history repeats itself. I don't think UW allows this to happen where you're going to lose to a really bad lower-tier team again. I got UW winning this. I like Kent State to cover that. What is it, 22 point spread? Yes. I actually like oh, that, yeah. but um, I'll definitely pick Washington. I don't see them coming out and, and laying an egg like they did last year, especially under a much better coach in Kalen DeBoer. Uh, so, where are the big ones, boys? And uh, boy, are there some big ones. We already covered the Oregon Georgia game, but here are the others. We got TCU at Colorado. This seems like the most winnable non conference game for Colorado. However, yeah. TCU just they, they have something to prove. They came off a horrible year last year. Were they mm-hmm. four and eight, five and seven, something like that? I think they said they, did, they didn't how go I to a bowl. Five and seven. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't even go to a bowl. They weren't game. good. Uh, new coach in Sonny Dykes. He's coached in the Pac-12 before, so he's familiar with Colorado and that program. I think this is a close game. Folsom Field is a tough place to play, but I like the Horned Frogs to get it done. All right. yeah, I got TCU as well. I have Colorado starting the season, well, ending the season 2-10. and 10. I like TCU's wide receiver core. They bring back Duggan at QB. I just don't trust Colorado, and I'm not going to pick a team that I don't trust. Yeah, no, for me, I look at this Colorado team and I say, man, I really feel like I should pick them in one of these out-of-conference games because of the way they have played out of conference in recent memory. Remember when they they, they somehow shocked Nebraska back-to-back years, yep. and it just felt like Colorado would just steal these games. Last year, they competed against Texas A&M. Late in that game, they did get smacked around by Minnesota. But, I mean, they just lost so much talent that it's impossible for me to give this team any benefit of the doubt. And uh, I do like uh, that move that TCU made to get Sonny Dykes in there. So I think they're cooking something... Um, I don't. What's his name? They always call him the Bear on College Game Day. He's the guy that does the spreads. Uh, Chris Felica. Yeah, Chris Felica. He picked TCU to win the Big Twelve this year. Jeez. So I'm not that high on TCU, but I do think they win in Boulder, which is a tough place to play, especially yep. Week One. Uh, this one, very big one for me. Boise State at Oregon State. Here's a hot take. This is the most intriguing game on the slate this week. I am really excited for this game. Obviously, it doesn't have the national implications of a Georgia, Oregon, or even a Utah, Florida. But pound for pound, this is the most exciting matchup. The key for Oregon State, stop Hank Backmeyer. Hank yeah. Backmeyer, 3,000 <laughs> yards last year. 
through the air in yep. 20 touchdowns. The dude is a beast. But Boise State's offense is one-dimensional. They ranked 110th in rushing yards last year. Let's go. Oregon State is going to do what they do best, keep the ball away from their opponent. They're going to play downhill, smash-mouth football. The margin for error is super thin for Oregon State in this mm -hmm. game, but I think they get it done. I'm taking the Beavs with a huge win over the Broncos Ooh. to kick off this very important season. All right. Cool. Now, Beavs are only favored by two and a half. Oh. It is such a sketchy game to pick. Yeah. But I think this is the game where Oregon State and Jonathan Smith say, we're going to put our foot down. Okay, this is what we need. We need this. Okay, this sets the tone for the entire rest of the season. And a season where I think Oregon State can finish third, if not second, in the Pac-12 and find themselves in the Pac-12 championship game. I think this may be the most important game on the schedule uh, for Oregon State this year. Yeah, I definitely, I, I like the energy, boys. And I've seen a lot, and it is a very trendy pick. And honestly, I don't blame them. A lot of trendy picking in Boise State's direction. Obviously, you've got the recognizable name in Hank Bachmeyer. Boise State is a team that every year you know that they're going to be reaching a certain level of play in the Mountain West. Uh, and people just look at that Oregon State logo, and it's the, it reminds you of Rutgers and Kansas and Northwestern, and yep. you're like, oh, well, they're, they're not very good at all, are they? And I literally, on the college football pick of join if you haven't already joined. I'll, I'll post the link. But uh, in our, <laughs> I saw like 80% of people just straight up are picking Boise State. Wow. And I say, wow. And everyone's always just looking at the teams and they're saying, oh, look at Oregon State. I want people to consider the environment. A 7.30 p.m. game in Corvallis, Oregon? Are you kidding me? Against a team that went 6-0 and at home last year? What? Yep. Am I missing something? Give me Oregon State. Their style of play 100% puts them in a position to win this one. It's a sketchy game. You have a few things go wrong, a few bad special teams plays. This could certainly go the other way. But I like Oregon State in this one. I'm hesitant to pick them because, you know, the three Oregon State logos going across the screen on the on the yep. picks could be a bad oh omen. Oh, boy. But I'm picking the beeps. I'm sticking with the good energy. Good pick. And this just seems like the kind of game the Pac-12 would lose in the past. Oof. I think this year yeah. it's different. I believe this Pac-12... Here's another hot take. is going to be one of the best iterations of this conference we've seen in a long time. Hey, it's that week one optimism hey. that we get to have. Um, and we'll, we'll jump to this game so we can save one of the better Pac-12 games for last. Arizona at San Diego State. History sometimes repeats itself, but just never bet against San Diego State when they're playing a Pac-12 team, especially <laughs> in San Diego. And combined with the fact that I am slightly biased against Arizona, it's a pretty easy pick. I like the Aztecs getting it done. Yeah, I wrote this down as a pick em for me. I had no idea who to pick going into this uh, podcast. <laughs> but here's what I know. San Diego State went 12-2 last year. Every time I picked against them, they won. And they made the Mountain West Championship game. But here's the other thing I know. Jaden DeLora <laughs> now plays for U of A with another guy named Jonah Savinaea. And with two Hawaiians on U of A, I'm going to take the Wildcats. Yeah, this game, very intriguing to me. Um, however, I don't know. San, San Diego, while it's not a state, I pick San Diego State. I just I don't have much analysis outside of that. I just I just agree with Hayden. San Diego State's a Pac-12 killer. Arizona, I like how much they improved offseason in the offseason, but uh, I just yeah. don't see them getting this one done. Although it would be fun if they get it done because then the – 
Mississippi State Arizona game. Yeah. Well, I, again, I'm biased. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> No biased. pity for the kitty either. Right. Um, we got to find it. Here's a research question. When is the last time San Diego State lost to a Pac-12 team? I can't even... Uh, stats and info, get on that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> In turn, we'll see. We'll see who can who can find it the fastest. I know BYU is on what a six game winning streak versus the Pac twelve right now. At Something. least, at least six. Colts just googling it. I was gonna go the old fashioned route, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the Pac twelve killers are unreal. You look at it's Boise and San Diego. You look at what the the mid the Mountain West has done with the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so they lost to Colorado. Um, in the COVID year, so that doesn't really All count. Right. It was in. So. Okay. I think they lost to Cal UCLA. A couple years before that or something. They lost to Hawaii more recently. That's good for them. Lost to Stanford. Okay, so Stanford, yep, 27, in, yeah. 2018 Stanford, wow. it looks like. 31 to 10. So, and then they beat ASU right after to start their winning streak. So, that was horrific. Pac-12, uh, I was there for that. Pac-12 is owned by several teams, unfortunately, which, you know, may be good. And expansion, we can we can lure those other teams in. Although, I don't want to talk about expansion. Screw that. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, no let's talk about the one of the biggest, arguably the biggest Pac-12 games of this week, and that is Utah, who's number seven, I believe, traveling to play... The Florida Gators. It's well documented how I feel about Utah this year. I think they're a little bit overrated. But, boy, I'm rooting for the Utes in this game oh, to get yeah. it done in SEC territory. I think the Utes are going to come out. They're going to win the turnover battle. Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas are going to shred a pretty mid-Florida defense. Florida, yeah. Anthony Richardson at quarterback, he's solid. He's not going to have Ricky Pearsall, though. Ricky Pearsall broke his foot or oh. injured his foot. He's going to be out for That's a while. That's actually sad to hear. I it is sad. And he was going to be like wide receiver one or two there. Dang. Mm-hmm. So that's really too bad. I was, was rooting for Ricky to do well out in Gainesville. But I think Utah wins by a couple of scores despite maybe even trailing at halftime. I think Florida jumps out to a, an early lead. But Utah does what they did to ASU last year, kind of. They just string some late scores together and ultimately win convincingly. I think I'm just a merchant for teams that like aren't that consistent, like the Bama, Ohio State, Clemsons of the world, that were good last year. I just feel like they're not going to be good this year. And that's how I feel with Utah. It's like they lost a lot on defense, and I felt the hype last year. But now that it's 2022, it feels like a new season. And I'm just like, it's going to be something completely different. I've got Florida winning wow. this one in the swamp. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a bad pick, Cole. I, Florida, it, I felt the Florida hype this offseason. It felt like it just tangibly took off yeah. at a certain point. And it went from, oh, did Serena just get bounced? She just won. She won? Yes. Oh, I was rooting against her. Serena Williams, guys, advance. Let's it's, go. Her retirement tour continues. Yes, sir. Good for her. That's you know that's good for the sport. Um, but as I was saying, the Florida hype it just picked up this off season. It felt like out of nowhere. And Anthony Richardson, obviously, a, a big name that's being thrown around Gainesville, and and it's all about uh, Napier and that squad just trying to get things together. And I I've. I'm about in the same plane, I feel like, as you guys on Utah. You know, I feel like they're going to regress a little bit, still be a good team. I like them on the road, but I think if Florida beats them, Florida wins, if that makes sense. I think Utah is not going to go out and beat Florida. Florida's going to beat themselves, or they're going to okay. beat Utah. Because I, I, Florida has more talent than Utah. They just do. I mean, for right. Utah, Utah never is reeling in these four and five stars. Florida is. 
True. I am picking Utah, though. We'll see how that pick ages. But with that, wow. we go into fact or fiction. Here we go. There's some good games this weekend. There are. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to learn a lot. Notably, Jaden Daniels is, I don't know if he's been announced yet, but he's heavily projected to be the starter. Um, is that game Sunday? Sunday against really, Florida, State. Florida State. Florida State. Oh, okay. I mean, might as well pick that game. Hayden, who do you have in that game? Probably LSU. I like LSU in that game. I think Jaden Daniels, again, I hope he does well. Um, yeah, I like LSU in that game. I would also lean that way simply because of uh, defensive line versus Florida State's offensive line. They've had a notoriously bad O-line. Florida's, or not Florida, LSU's had the good deal. Also going LSU, I think Brian Kelly is not going to disappoint in his first game under the spotlight. That too. Is it a neutral site? or? I believe so. Okay. And, then yeah. the, and then Monday is Clemson, Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, that one's going to be a weird one, but I like I like Clemson in that yeah. one. It's I think it's just, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you were saying Okay, I, I just think it's funny how Jaden <laughs> Daniels drove Miles Brennan into retirement. Yeah. That was hilarious, but the dude, the dude uh, just totally exposed the NIL scene. Miles Brennan, that is. Did you see how much money he walked away with in, of NIL Without deals? even playing? Without even playing, like Canes and a bunch of other ones. How much money? Did he you... made millions, dude. The wow, guy made wow. millions. Bro, secure the bag. And went, hey, you know what? I would rather see the players taking bad advantage of these companies than the companies <laughs> taking advantage of the players. Honestly. To True. be honest. Or the, or the NCAA at least taking advantage of them. Good for him. He got the bag. pro players over here. <laughs> yep. But who knows? Maybe Nussmeier gets the start, and that's all redundant. But here we go. Fact or fiction. Um, fact or fiction. Vanderbilt oh will make a bowl game. Stop it. Fiction. Fiction. It's not happening. There's a path, but no, there's I'm not, not. convinced you. There is the, a path. Look at the schedule. The only I did. the only path for Vanderbilt to make a bowl game is if they beat Elon. Okay. Okay. They're not beating Wake Forest. Nope. I don't think anyone's saying that. Then, without without uh, Sam, Sam Hartman, Hartman. I don't. I don't see Van. Okay. Listen. I think the the week zero hype for Vandy has somehow. I don't know. I didn't think I would ever have to say this in my entire life. It's somehow gotten out of hand. I'm seeing people saying they're going to make a bowl game after that. Right. I think Elon, they can win. Yes, that's the second win. Yeah. I don't see a scenario where they beat Wake Forest. Okay. I simply don't. So you say they take three out of four in the non-conference. So at NAU, yeah, I think they win that. But also, I think that's a losable game. It's at the MAC champion. But then you look at that stretch. Yeah, Bama, Miss, Georgia. They're losing all three. Losing three. The ones they can win. Missouri. At Missouri. Potentially South Carolina. Potentially South Carolina. And probably one of Florida and Tennessee. They'd have but, to but split. But now just listen to yourself. Yeah, You're sounds... saying they're going to be like, you know, they've done it before. They beat Florida. We're before. reaching for four. I just think there's yeah. I just think there's too many like reaches in those picks because for me, I'm already doing a coin flip on the NIU game. And then right. you're asking me to do another coin flip on the South Carolina-Missouri games. And then at that point, it's like the Florida-Tennessee game, you're just kind of projecting. I'm out of coins, Budge. Yeah. I, I To be fair, though, I looked at this ahead of time and I said, I do not see the Commodores pushing bowl But, Cole, wouldn't you want Vandy to make a bowl game? It would look better look for Hawaii. Good for Hawaii. In <sighs> fact, what if Vandy goes undefeated? Hawaii can still make the playoff. Okay, I want Vandy to beat <laughs> everyone on their schedule. They're beating Bama, changing all my picks right now. All right. Um, fact or fiction, Nebraska would not have lost that football game if it was in Northwestern and not in Dublin, Ireland. Fiction. Fiction. What about the, the onside kick? Did you, did you like that? No. I, I, I just, I don't think it was the location. 
I, I don't know. Maybe Scott Frost was drinking some of that free beer that they had at yeah, the stadium yeah. and was just like, ah, let's just do whatever's now. Now that we have an 11-point lead. But, yeah, I think he still would have made that same decision, whether it was in Dumbledore, whether it was in uh, Nebraska, Northwestern, Hawaii. He's still making the, su- the same call. Yeah, poor Scott Frost. Um, not even poor Scott Frost. He's had enough opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Factor Fiction, the winner of the Purdue-Penn State game this weekend, on Thursday, tomorrow actually, will win nine-plus games. Fiction. I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's possible. I don't think it really... I think both teams can win eight games regardless of how the game plays out. I mm-hmm. think I predicted Penn State to go... Eight and four, and Purdue to go eight and four, and I had Purdue winning this game. Okay. So I think regardless, yeah, fiction. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, fact or fiction? The Pac-12 is a letdown in week one. Fact. I think so. <laughs> fiction. I think jo- fiction? I think uh, Oregon is going to play Georgia tough. No FCS. I'm not Oregon beating Georgia. So. Right. And no FCS upsets. Utah goes into the swamp, gets it done. Oregon State beats Boise. That's a, that's a pretty good week one. Yeah, I would agree. If it plays out like that, that's pretty good. If it plays out like the way I say it, it's great, which I'm an idiot. I don't know why I would bank on the Pac-12 in the offseason or in the, you know, out of conference. Fact or fiction, the onside kick against Northwestern was the low point in Scott Frost's career. Fact. Um, At this point. At this point, it's just carryover from last year. I would I would ask you guys actually, Cole, go ahead. Back As of today, it's the low point, but I think there's gonna be another lower point that's wow. gonna eventually get him fired in the middle of the season. I think it happens within like week eight or nine. What if I'll he's say, still there. What I'll say time. is Scott Frost versus Gene Chizik, who was the head coach <laughs> at Auburn, won the Natty with Cam Newton. And then I think went like two and ten, like two years later, got fired. He might have coached like Kansas for a few years. Would you rather have Scott Frost or Gene Chizik? Right now? Just in general, in their prime. What's not probably Gene Chizik at their the dude, average. The Dune won a natty. Yeah, but so did UCF technically with Scott Frost. It's they not claimed, the same. Give me Chizik. I mean Chizik had a Heisman Trophy winner too. I'll take Chizik. What about but what about uh, Mackenzie Milton? Didn't he win a Group of Five Heisman? I guess. Okay, you know what? I'm switching it. No, you know, it was because of Mackenzie Milton. That's why Scott Frost was successful. So I have Gene Chizik. Oh, okay. and Well, Cam did carry that Auburn team. He did. he did. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So. But I'll still take Chizik. So they both suck. They both suck. I think they're a similar brand of coach, though, where they had one insane season, like lightning in a bottle, and then outside of it, it's like, yeah, it's a whole lot of mid. Um, you, yeah. You're looking at Nebraska's I'm, schedule? I'm, yeah, this... They've got North Dakota next week. Aren't they usually traditionally pretty yeah. tough? Yeah, North Dakota and North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State. All the all Dakota good. teams are yep. solid. That's all they have to play for is football, or to yep. live for, I should say. Yep. Um, fact or fiction, Northwestern is a dark horse contender to win their division. Fiction. Yeah, I don't see it. This, this you guys pretty... haven't heard about even year Northwestern? We, if we can't overread into Vandy, then I'm not going to preach too much <laughs> no. here on the Northwest. No. Week zero but, hype. But the, you have to admit, the data points are there. In 2020 and 2018, they won their division. That's true. They're kind of like the San Francisco Giants, yeah. in a way. It's even year Northwestern. I, and they the talent level hasn't changed in any of those years. I'll give you this. They'll be better than the 3-9 and nine team that I predicted them to be. Yes, I've already been agree. proven wrong. They will contend for a bowl game and probably even make a bowl game. 
All right, that's there we go. We'll take that. Fact or fiction, more teams should consider giving their mascots new names, like South Carolina. Fiction? I'm going <laughs> to go fact. I, I think what for would a lot you of, rename Sparky? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd rename Sparky. What oh, I was going to okay. say, though, is I think <laughs> some schools need to bring back mascots if you don't have one. Hawaii. University <laughs> of Hawaii. Bro, we don't have Vili the Warrior anymore. We don't have Vili the anything. We need <laughs> something. Because right now the football team is nothing to root for, so we need some mascots out there. I think Vili's holding out for a new stadium. Yes. Yes. We need to do... How insane would that be if Hawaii opened up their new stadium with high expectations and Vili the Warrior? Oh, that was oh nice. my gosh. Well, it's already thinking about 2026. Let's do a In social a poll. Years. <laughs> we need to do a social media poll. Okay, what should Hawaii's next mascot be? All right, we'll do it. Okay. We'll probably bang out the uh, Laka Kea post after this show. Yes, sir, and the budget cares. Um, and the budget Kea. We might put a little asterisk in there, put the budget Kea. Fact <laughs> or fiction, Arizona State will have a new playmaker that n- and none of us have really heard of. He's kind of been under the radar. Maybe Hayden's heard of him. But fact or fiction, they will have a new playmaker put on a show against NAU. Fact. Fiction. I wouldn't say <laughs> show. I would say there's going to be a guy that's going to help us win, but I don't know about show. I believe we'll find out who Emory Jones' wide receiver one is. Okay, that would I, be nice. It'd uh, be more clarity than last year. A candidate, Elijah Badger. He's one of the lone big four-star recruits left from that big California yeah, recruiting yeah. class. And him or Chad Johnson Jr. Yo! He hasn't really done anything. It'd be so nice if he was good. That'd be fun. And, yeah, I really like Chad Johnson to step up. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. All right. Fact or fiction for Hawaii, the season is already over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right now it's just like, you know, it was a good off season, a lot of hype. Uh, we had a nice concert before the game. A lot of students showed up. Love the vibe surrounding the, pro- the program. But on the field, ooh, not a lot to be happy about right now. It you definitely can tell this is a project. There's a lot of Hawaiians on the field, and these Hawaiians that were on the field didn't go to the best schools in Hawaii. They were kind of like those fringe high school dudes. So I think there needs to be more work to be done, but Western Kentucky <laughs> this weekend, I guess. Facts, but like Colt mentioned, this is a much-needed reset season, Yeah. and I'm not going to speak for Hawaii fans, but I'm going to assume that you'll take maybe a three-win season here, but the, pr- the trajectory of the program is much better than it was a year ago. I'll take 0-13 versus Norm Chow's any of his years. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, we're done with Fact or Fiction. We'll jump into the fight song game. Hayden, uh, the reigning national champion right now, is up 2-0 on me and Colt. So let's get those. We're doing it off let's our phone. Get them queued up, yeah. I'm doing it off my phone. Let me. I'm going to do one off my phone. i got to skip the ad. Yeah, um, that's always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want the Blake <laughs> Masters ad playing. Exactly. Um, Political ad season is always. I guess I'll kick it off if you guys want. Yeah. Here we go. Mascot, or not mascot. Fight song number one. Okay, let's hear it. I'll stop it after like six seconds. Okay. You guys. Why is it so quiet? Is it playing off my computer? <laughs> really? I didn't even know. Hold on. It's that. a pretty lame fight song. <laughs> I was going to say, I barely heard that at all. All right. Uh, not sure what happened there, but I'll get back with you guys in okay. just a sec. Hold on, let me play mine then. Um, oh, it connected to my headphones. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, um, here... We'll be back with that. Here is my fight song. 
Give it, give it a minute. Here we go. All right, any guesses? Kansas State. Wisconsin. Okay, first hint. They're in the southeastern United States. Okay. Okay. All right, any more guesses? Mississippi State. South Carolina. Um, last hint and last guess. Okay. Colt should be very familiar with this fight song. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Oops. What? All right. Final guesses. Vanderbilt. And that, yes, that is Vanderbilt. <laughs> it is that Vanderbilt. That is 100% Vanderbilt. Well, call it a tie. It was Vanderbilt. Uh, they dropped 63 points on Colts, so I thought maybe he would recognize the song, but it sounds like he was tuning it out. I muted the television after <laughs> uh, we went down by 30, so I don't remember. All right. Well, there we go. All right. Should I fire it up? You want me to fire it up? Okay. Here we go. No, no longer connected to the headphones. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Oh, wait. Okay. I like the song. That's a dun, good fight song. Dun, 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 dun. And it's right before it drops. I'm like going to say Iowa. Okay. Based on what I heard. Kentucky. Okay. They play in a conference east of the Pac-12 and west of the ACC. Okay. I had to do my geography okay. in my head. Pac-12, West of the ACC. Right. Okay, Iowa might go. have been on the right track. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, I literally know this one. Okay. Utah State. Okay. Um, I feel like I heard this one recently. Mm -hmm. It's not Utah State. There's no chance. Boise State. Okay. No. <laughs> One more hint. This was a fringe playoff team in 2014, and they got snubbed, and it was kind of a whole big deal on the national landscape. Okay. Could be one of two teams. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to say TCU. I'm going to say Baylor. And the reveal? Oh! Yeah! Okay, we got it. TCU. We got it. Woo! Alrighty, boys. Oh boy! Now I got a battle against the fight song genius. Here we go. Hayden. <laughs> Colt's playing his song. I know this one too well. Really? Okay, I, I know who it is. Budge, you want to guess? I'm gonna say probably Pac-12 school. Yes, a team, bud. I know, I know, Cold. <laughs> I'm gonna say UCLA. No, Boise State. That is correct. Dang it, it's Boise. Oh man, they shredded ASU in the 2011 Vegas Bowl. I certainly hope that oh. I do not hear that one. Um, but I wonder yeah. if they'll travel their band. It's not too far. Boise Corvallis. You know they might. Can they do that? I'm not looking forward. To is it. there enough seats for that? ASU's travel. Well, we are to... building the stadium right now. We're building like a new section. Like you guys saw us blow it up. But uh, that's it for the fight song game. Um, once again, Hayden dominant um, yeah. as usual. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, we'll go to High Tide and uh, let Michael Scott take us out. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right, great show to guy today, guys. Um, week one. I mean, what are your thoughts as we as we end off the show? Um, Western Kentucky, you know, struggled versus Austin P a little bit last weekend. Hawaii obviously has its problems, but you know. Whenever you go to the islands, maybe the flight from Western Kentucky to Hawaii is just a little too long this weekend, <laughs> and so maybe that benefits the Bows. I got them winning the game, even though that makes absolutely no sense. Go Bows! I've already given all I need on Oregon State, um, but for, as far as the rest of the games, my goodness, what a slate! I am so excited for these football games. It's an incredible slate this week, but none more exciting than ASU taking on the Jacks. <laughs> yes, sir. And I'm kind of glad to hear you guys. I think we're on the same page as me that, yeah, ASU might be a trendy national upset pick, but probably not going to happen just given Correct. the circumstances. Now, if ASU had expectations, different story, especially with Oklahoma State coming up next week, but just way too much on the line, way too much to prove for ASU. And if they're as bad as, like, a big game boomer says we are, Ooh. then this is one of the winnable games on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to yeah. mess that up. So I think ASU is going to, quote, surprise some people this week and put on a good showing. Love it. I would agree. All right, so that's all we got. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.